Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whoever listened to this episode 248 of the Tree Talk podcast. Myself, Jack Neville, and Matt O'Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. So much to get through this morning from Hurland football, ladies football, masters football, camogie predictions, and all that good stuff. So stay tuned for all that and more. Impression again, we get all with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth the goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth the goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? A warm welcome to everyone watching. A big thank you to Noel's Menswear, our sponsor, as always. There's so much to get through today with all the codes, Matt. So I'll leave links here. If you're watching on YouTube, there'll be links here at the bottom so you can skip from hurling to whatever you want or football if that's all you want to hear. So you don't have to listen to us all, but we would really appreciate if you did. Make sure to leave a like, comment, subscribe on YouTube, all that good stuff. As we record here on Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon, Matt, how are you keeping? I'm good, Jack. I'm good. Um, um, after an exciting week, I saw quite a bit of football, you know, and um, I should look when you're out at matches, it is absolutely fantastic and interacting with the public and sort of, you you, you, you know, you, you're getting a feel of what people are thinking about the various issues in, 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 in the you know, concerning the championships, and I know we'll be touching on it later. Like there's, there's, there's a lot of discontent out there, and we, 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 we touched on it last week, Jack, about the number of walkovers in in the, in the various championships. But we'll we'll deal that we'll deal with that when we come to it. Um, um we were critical of what's happening last week, but uh, it pales in comparison with what has happened the last weekend. And um, you know, um, as I. Said, say we'll talk about it when you know when we're talking about the football championship but you know it's not a good no but I'm, I'm sure you won't have any walkovers this weekend in the championship will go to first and that's the Limerick Senior Hurling Championship six games down for decision in group one Pashwell versus Han this Thursday doing the piercing is Saturday and KP versus Kilmallock is on Friday then in group two on Thursday Mungert St. Paul's versus Adair Gary Spillane and Mona Lean and Bally Brown versus Liberties are both on Friday evening now. Those are rescheduled there. So we'll start with the first game of the weekend. We'll get Matt in, in the senior championship in Group 1. Um, Patrick's Well versus Ahan. Both teams are on two points. Won their opener, lost their second game. In previous years, you know, Patrick's Well have been comfortable enough in this fixture. But we've seen enough from Ahan this year to think they might give him a fright. I suppose a lot will depend on... Patchwell's big three and how they go, but with the Morris season tour, you know, you couldn't write, rule out a hand. No, you cannot rule out a hand, and um, I, I have been restricted to seeing him just on 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 um, uh, Limerick GA TV due to being away on holidays for the first two rounds, you know, and um, like a hand, you know, they've they've been sort of threatening to break into that top four, and I, I suppose even at this remove. 
you know, another win will go a long way towards in that direction. Um, I saw the game against Kilmalak now. They had a very good win over over Kildama Palace Kenry. And I, I, I would imagine um that both sides that, that was a game that both sides would have targeted Jack to to um as as important to win. And um you know, um Han got the job done, got it done pretty uh, comfortably enough. Now against Kilmalak uh, for for the entire first half, um Han were very, very comfortable. Um, you know, they more than matched Kilmalak. They got an early goal. They looked like they were holding to it. But Kilmalak came back into it just before half time, closed the gap, and then we, we saw Kilmalak driving on in the in, 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 in the second half. But like we saw enough of a dare of a hand to, to believe, you know, that they that they're they're not going to be a pushover for anybody. And um as you rightly flagged, any team, Jack, that has the Morrissey brothers in them, you know, to inspire them, they, they are a good they are a good side. Now they play Patrick's well at the weekend. You know, Patrick's well to me after two rounds, first of all, um, if we just reflect back 12 months, and I think you were there and comment to yourself the same day that they lost to South Liberties. Um, they were the first um, section A team to lose to a section B team in the quarterfinal. Um, we certainly thought they had put those woes behind them when we saw them in the first round of the senior championship in which they had a very good win and a deserved win, may I say, because I saw that game as well on, on TV, over the piercing. And like hopes were high very much going into the second round against the Dune side who had suffered a, a very, very heavy defeat to Kilmalak in the first round. And this was a Dune team now that had beaten Kilmalak a couple of weeks earlier in the league final. And this was a Dune team that was down six or seven six or seven key players. Yet Dune turned them over, which was an incredible yeah. performance. And um, what it's what the, the you know the main thing I took out of that particular result in that particular game was the strength in depth that Dune probably have because you're you're talking yeah. about it without Richie English, without Mikey O'Brien, without Chris Thomas, without Tommy Hayes, without Barry Murphy, uh, and others. You know, who would be frontline players, let's call it. You know, like you, you're talking about an all-star there among them. You're talking about fellas that have represented their county. You know, it's not too long ago since Tommy Hayes got a try, um, got a run with the with, with the Limerick senior panel, and and yeah. they, they they came up, they came and they beat Patrick Swell, which to me um, makes Patrick Swell an enigma. In, in and that's the, that's why I make the point. You know. Yeah. Will the, real, will the real Patrick's well please stand up? Because yeah, that'll be the, the um, question this weekend: is what Patrick's well will we see? You know, and as I mentioned, yeah. with those three boys in tow, if they get going, they're a match for anyone. But if they don't get going, we've seen—I definitely think we've seen improvements from a hand. I've seen them twice this year: mm-hmm. once in person, once on Limerick JTV. And this game is also live on Limerick JTV. So check out the link uh, that'll go with this to watch it or add in player Limerick JTV. But it's an interesting one, Matt, there. And I will get to your predictions in, in a few minutes. But you mentioned Dune there as well. And they're also in an intriguing game with the Pearshig. And that's also a meeting of teams level on two points. And for the likes of Paxwell, and especially for Dune and the Pearshig, they'll be going for a semi-final space. So, so for that game on Saturday night, which is also live on Limerick TV, Dune versus the Pearshig, 
like how important is it to get that win? Because I, I think it's fair to say if you lose that game, you probably won't be looking at a semi-final. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think it's as simple as that. You know, you'll still have two games to redeem it. Um, I, it, it's usually important, to, you, you know, because it's also like I mentioned about Patrick's well. It's also will the real Dune stand up? I, I understand, and it's unofficial that um, a number of the missing Dune players, maybe the likes of Christian Hayes and Barry Murphy are in line for a return, which would be a huge, an absolutely huge boost to Dune. You know, but they're, they're facing the champions who, who um, have made an uncharacteristic um, slow start, uh, Jack. And that was reflected in the defeat to, to Patrick Swell. And uh, um, now whilst they upped it a bit in the in the second round against Kildimo Palace, Kenry, um we haven't seen anything like uh, the, the, the real Napiršić that we know, but you can be assured, Jack, that um, as the competition is progressing, and like it's hard to believe it, you, you know, there are only two more rounds after this, Jack. It, it looks mm. like only yesterday that the senior hurling championship started, and like you, you, you know, you just after mentioning there already, the teams could be out of it. You know, we, we've made that much progress, so. Like um, the, the 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 room, the the latitude or the leeway for for um, further slips up is is getting smaller and smaller all the time, and um, uh, I I I don't know, but it, it it this is going to be a very very interesting game. I'm really looking forward to it, and it's on and rough on Saturday evening, and um, I it, it 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 will be a game that you 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 know you what you can take it is Jack. The winner is a long way towards the semi-final. Yeah, that's the that's loser. The loser uh, has has a bit of work to do, and now the the, the 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 championship is such, you know, that both of those teams um, will have to face a hand in their remaining games. So. Yeah. Um, and as we've said already, that a hand are going to be no pushover. And if a hand get that second win, Jack, um, a first win was proving elusive to them up to this year, and they've got a first win now. And if they can get a second win, you know, which shouldn't be beyond entirely beyond their compass, um, you know, it's it's going to make it difficult because they, they they'll be in a strong place, they'll be in a strong position to get crash. But what what is now seems to be the you know the annual top four, you know until yeah. that was until yeah you know it, it even though Patrick Swell got beaten in the quarterfinal last year they still finished in the top four of Section A, um it seems to be an a, an exclusive club to break into, but um you know a hand have that win now and um, were they to get a second one. They would make it very, very difficult for somebody. Oh, 100%. And I, I think they'll be very close. And we'll know how close we think they'll be when we get to our predictions. But the other game then um, in the group is probably a contrast to the other ones where it's Kilmallock versus Kildine Palace Kennery. And there's a clear favourite going into the game. You have top of the table, Kilmallock, who have won both their games re- very comfortable the first day and show what they were made of for the, the stretches against the hand, against the KP side, who are yet to pick up a win. 
and are, I suppose, showing signs of a team that have been promoted and are just stepping up to a new level, you know, and without saying who you think is going to win, Matt, it definitely heavily favoured towards Kilmallock this Friday night, or this, yeah, this Friday night in Newcastle West. It is, Jack, it is, and... Um... Like we, we 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 spoke at length about this at the beginning of the the beginning of the championship, and I'm, I'm going to repeat it again because it applies particularly to Kildare Palace Kendry, and um, as as one of the two three clubs that are playing or four clubs is that we are playing at senior level in both codes, um, they're impacted more than the others by by being involved in in both senior codes and senior football. Now the uh, while Kilmallock have been idle and have been fresh for the last two weeks, two weekends, Kildamo Palace have been involved in football. And um, I, I saw them against St. Kearns. They were very, very impressive. By all accounts, they put up a very, very impressive performance against um, Newcastle West last weekend. But I did note that the day that I saw them against um, St. Kearns, that there was at least six or seven players there would be foremost players on their hurling team as well, which Jack by any by any yardstick is 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 a big is a big crossover, and um, like Kilmallock are in good form, and you must you must remember as well that um, when, when you're talking about Kilmallock, um, they're they're in the position they are at, at the top of the table, unbeaten, the the only team unbeaten in the senior championship, without Graham Mulcahy. Without Robbie Handley, without Paddy O'Brien, three huge players. So um, it, it, it looks as if it's going to be very, very, very difficult for um, for for Kildare Palace Kenry. Now I was t- speaking to a couple of Kildare Palace Kenry connections recently after the it was after the Saint Kieran's game actually, and we we just alluded to the holding and spoke about the holding and. Um, um, I thought they had a very good attitude about it. They, 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 um, they, they weren't in the least um, um, uh, overawed by the, 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 the size of the task that was facing them in Section A. Um, but by God, they're prepared to learn, Jack. And um, mm. that seemed to be the message that was coming across to me. And it was coming across to me from players that were involved with both hurling and football. And we see how quickly they learned in football. And um, we were wondering at the start of the year, this this year, at the start of the football championship, would they be dogged by the second year syndrome? Not a bit of it, Jack. And, um, mm. you know, their, 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 their big task is to survive. Um, and it's going to be huge. Because after Kilmallock, they have um, uh, they have Dune and, Kil- uh, Dune and Patrick Swell. That's well. You know, and, and essentially, as the table stands at the moment, Jack, to survive, um, Kildare Palace Kendry must get three points minimum and hope that Dune get nothing in the remaining three games. It's as simple as that because uh, a, hand, a hand have the head-to-head in them. So um, they're in a difficult position and um, Kilmanach are in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a strong position and... Um, you know, I I'll be surprised if Kilmallock do not put the, the whole issue of qualifying um, for the top four to bed um, this weekend. Yeah, I'll I'll get your exact predictions in a minute, but just briefly on 
Group two, Matt. Um, Munger St. Paul's are there. Gareth Plan, Mona Lean, South Liberty's Bally Brown. I suppose it's that first tie, the one at Munger St. Paul's versus Adair on Thursday, which is the real send-out tie because, fair enough, in Group 1, we probably have a very broad idea who'll, who'll, uh, who'll make it out with four teams. But in this group, when only two will get out of it, again, Munger St. Paul's versus Adair, if you were to lose that game, you're behind the eight ball straight away in terms of head-to-head. Um, and you know, Bally Brown are also on three points. So for the winner, you know, you are really looking good to finish in that top two, but the loser will have a long way to come back from. That's that's absolutely correct. That's a correct assessment of it because um, um, uh, both of them have three points, as do Bally Brown. Now, you, you know, after the first round, um, I suppose it, it, it didn't take genial qualities or genius qualities to determine that, uh, among the real key games were those between Adair and Belly Brown, which we've seen already and which has ended in a draw. And and um, um, Adair and Mungret St. Paul's. And equally, Belly Brown and Mungret St. Paul's. Mm, very, very definitely. big game as well. Like, But um, it, it would look, you know, that you're right in your assessment because... Um, were Barry Brown to win this weekend, and they'll be favourites, and we'll we'll talk about it briefly in a second against against South Liberties, um, themselves and and um, the winners of the game in Eskeaton on Thursday night will be very, very in a very very strong position, um, and um, you, you know with two with two games remaining, it's going to be very very hard to to make up two points. Like yeah, it, it might be it might might look simple on paper that you know making up two points, but you you only two games to do it, and then there's there's very very little there's very very little scope um you know for any further slip up. So um that that's an absolutely huge game, Jack. Um um and um obviously the game of the weekend in the group. Now another game, of course, there is 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 Mona Lee and who are coming in. A, on the back of winning in All Ireland, and they're coming back on the on the back of a very very good win over South Liberties, a first senior win since since they came back after their shot sojourn away at intermediate, um, and they play a Gareth Balan side, a Gareth Balan side who certainly cannot afford at all um, uh, to, to to slip up because um, Gareth Balan have only one point, Jack, and that 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 one point was. Was got in a draw with Mungret St. Paul's, but before that, they they had lost to a dare, and um, yeah. there is Gareth Bland, the bouncers he, he must win this if they're to stay in the championship hunt. Like um, lose this, you're down five, you're down, you're down three points, you're down five points, and and you're on a maximum then of five. Five is not going to get you into the quarterfinals. Now, five is certainly not going to get you promoted because it comes Sunday evening that there could be two teams already on five. You, yeah, you know, Mary Brown could be on five and you could have the winners of, of Mungret St. Paul's and, and the Dare on five. So, Gareth Balan are in a must-win situation. There, there's, there's not any doubt whatsoever about that. It, they must win. If they're to stay in, if, if they're to stay in the race, now the other game, of course, is is Bally Brown and and um, maybe I'm jumping ahead of you, Jack. May I, do you want to get no, in there? Keep going, keep um, going, keep going. 
there. The other game, of course, is Bally Brown and and um, and and South Liberties, and like this, this would look to be nailed on for Bally Brown because, um, like you know, they're on they're unbeaten, and um, they, um, you know, I I and you will remember last year fancied Bally Brown to come out of of, of Division Two B, and um, very little has changed my mind in the meantime. Now a day or could. Um, could upset that, um, but um, it's it's a very very difficult year as we probably knew from the outset for for South Liberties with the series of retirements and one or two players going away and all that sort of thing, and um, they they've really really struggled Jack at this stage. There there um, two games two defeats minus thirty five and um, why should I be speaking about scoring difference with three games to go? Um, it it may come into it at at, at the end, but um, I think they're going to find it very, very difficult. I think it's it's going to be a difficult campaign overall for for for, for South Liberties, and I'm sorry to see it. And like you, you, you know, their fall is probably greater than any other one because for the simple reason we saw them at the Heady Heights last year, a beaten Patrick's well in the quarterfinal Kilmallock, and going on to contest the county semi final, and it looked happy days. But you know, if if if, if you have a an outflow of players, you know, and a number of players. Um, last year was probably a last hurrah because they have retired and, and that sort of thing. Players who've given sterling service and great service over the years to South Liberties. And, um, but now they're very, very much in a transition, uh, in a transition phase. And um, like to stay afloat, uh, basically, you know, their chances of getting through in the championship nearly at this stage are nearly almost nil. They might have a vague, um, you know, mathematical possibility, but it would, with two defeats, um, you know, and possibly staring a third one against Bally Brown at the weekend, um, it, it's it's difficult times for 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 South Liberties, for which I'm very very sorry to see it. Yeah, I don't think it gets any easier this weekend when they when they play Bally Brown. But we will get into the predictions, Matt, because um, just we have so much to get through. Um, if there's any more in the games you want to say, you know, obviously feel free to say it here. But I just look at the where we stand at the moment in terms of our predictions. Obviously, it was a football weekend last week. You stretched your lead out to five points. Um, Boat wins, Ula, Newcastle, Casey's in Group One. Uh, you win for Monaline, I win for Ballystine, and we both win for Gaelic Celtic Gales. We're beaten by Napierschig, and obviously the Badlanders and a dare game was postponed. So. You're sitting comfortably there at the moment as we get into our hurling predictions. And we'll start with that game we were just on about there a minute ago, Matt. And that's the one of Bally Brown and South Liberties. Um, I think we'll both go with Bally Brown. Um, I'm going to say Bally Brown plus eight. Just they're they're a really good team. And I think Liberties are, aren't growing great at the moment. So that's where my thinking is at for that game. I'm going six. For Bally Brown? Yes. And you you laid out your your reasons why there um, a minute ago. Then Monlin versus Caris Flan, which I think is a very very interesting matchup. And I was kind of going over and back between the teams, and we're due a draw in the in one of these games. So I'm going to go for a draw in that one. I can see you smiling there because I I'm unless you want to to say you have a draw and maybe try and convince me either way. What what are you thinking? Had a draw, Jack. Gareth Brown have had a draw. Mm. 
Yeah. So. And are you, you thinking they're going to become the draw specialist? Because one year in particular, Maru Bohr, I think, threw four of their five games. I just they were the, I couldn't pick they were the real draw specialist. No, I'm going for Gareth Bland by two because I think their need is greater. Yeah. But and I, I know and neither. They, they, have, they have that little extra bit of experience. Now, all right, Monday and went down, came back up came back up with a lot of players that, you know, that they went down with. So they would have the experience. Plus, you know, they have the momentum of a win behind them. But um, it, 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 it's, it's, this is round three and it's, it's a question of me. And I, I, I think that, um, I think Karis Bland's need is the greater in this one. And I think they might win by about two points. Yeah. I suppose the only thing is, Johnny Ryan, who we had on here a couple of weeks ago, you know, he, he, he will, he, he will twist my neck because he always says to me, don't dare uh, predict the Gareth Spillane because you're always wrong. Well, that's exactly what you're doing. I'm going for a draw, so both teams will be happy with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other game, Matt, is that kind of standout tie, Munger St. Paul's versus Dare. So I'll let you take that one away. I'm going for a Dare by two, Jack. There I, I think two. I think there's something about him. Um, um, you know, I, 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 I think that a composed, competent side, and um, that's irrespective of whether Declan Hannon is on or not. Now, um, um, I, I, I go for a dare. I, I think there's something about him. You know, there's a determination. I think to get back anywhere to, um, to, to where they were, and um, yeah, I, 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 I think they'll take another step, Jack. I'm taking them by two. I'm going to go with Munger St. Paul's um, in this one. I just think they have a a statement victory in them. Uh, I think Adair's style of play will suit them as well. Uh, It'll be an open enough game. They obviously beat KP last year and South Liberty, the two teams that went up. So Mm. I just signed with Munger St. Paul. I was very impressed with Adair, what I saw of him um, that day in the stream, but just going to go with Munger St. Paul's in this one. Going into Group One, then match by, three by games. How much, Jack? By two. how much? Two. By the two. opposite of you. Uh, in Group One, then the three games—they're all live on Limerick JTV. So that link will be in the description there if anyone wants to check out those games. Thursday, Patrick Swell versus a hand, Matt. I'll start off here. And Patrick, Patrick Swell by three. Yeah. Patrick Swell by Patrick. three. Patrick Swell plus three. I have a two. Just Swell, just to shade it. But uh, I think it'll be a very, very interesting matchup uh, this Thursday at quarter to seven. Then on Friday, Kilmallock versus Kildano Palace Kennery. I'll start this here, Matt. I think Kilmallock will be as comfortable as they were against the hand. That was a seven point win. So I'll go seven again for Kilmallock. You're going. Kilmallock six. Kilmallock plus six. And then, I suppose, a repeat of the 2020 county final. Arguably the matchup of the round uh, on Saturday in Brough. Napiersik versus Doon, Matt. I'm going Napiersik, Jack, by two. Napiersik by two. I'm going to go Napiersik by four in that one. Um, so, both going with the well, both going with Nap, both going with Kilmallock. Both have Valley Brown. Then you have Adair versus Mungert. I have Mungert. You have Gary Spillane against Monoline. I'm going to go for a draw. I've been calling a draw every week. So eventually it's going to it's gonna have to come to that. It's going uh, to happen, Jack. But um, it may not happen on the one that you've called, you see. Yeah, yeah. well, I suppose there was, there was two draws the last round. 
of Hurland Adair and Valley Brown mm-hmm. and Garstlan Mungers, and I didn't say either of them. So hopefully, I won't be I won't be cut out again in terms of draws. Um, but those are our predictions. Obviously, there's intermediate, Premier Intermediate, Junior games. We will get to those. It'll probably be cleared up an awful lot this weekend. I round three is kind of moving around for for a lot of teams. But before we go from the Hurland match, um. And even though Limerick have won four All-Irelands in a row, five and six years, five Munsters in a row, the, the next crop coming through are, are doing their best, Matt, to hopefully sustain that with three championships won over the weekend, the under-16, under-15A, and under-15B, the Eugene Carey, Arabon, and John Dyle finals. So the, the future definitely looks green, Matt. It does, Jack. And um, if 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 you look back, if you look back, um, and Joe Quaid was involved with this, and we spoke to Joe about it, was it about twenty eleven or twenty ten or twenty eleven or somewhere back or maybe around then anyway that we we won ML Island under sixteen, and we see how many of them came through to minor to win minor titles to win under twenty one titles and to win five All Islands. So, um, mm. you know, but what it tells me is that um, the huge influence of the success of the senior team on one hand and on the other hand, the great work that's being done um, by everybody in the academy, Jack. It's, it's um, I, I, I hear little whispers of criticism here and there and everywhere. Um, not a lot, mind you, but here and there, what I think lifting the treaty, and I think the Limerick Academy has served us very, very well. And um, if we, what proof we need, what more proof do we need, Jack, than last weekend? Like the the, the um, under-16s, they were, they were, you know, they, these competitions have been going on with a while, Jack, and we're, we're, we're down to the last four in these when these competitions took place at the weekend. So, the Limerick final and the final the under sixteen beat Dublin in the semi final. Now both games were on in Kilworth, in County Cork, and um, we had we had um, Cork beating Galway on the other one on the other semi final. And Limerick beaten Cork rather handsomely in 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 the Eugene Carey final. It was a very very emphatic win. So um, it's it's a landmark win, Jack, and we we you know. If we're looking for omens, if we look back to when it happened on the previous occasion, where it led us to, you know, it certainly didn't lead us up a dark alley or, you know, or, or down, a, down a, a rabbit hole. It led us to glory. And so we'd be hoping that there'd be a repetition of this. And, of course, we might get a little snippet of what it has achieved um, when we see our minus year, because they will be essentially the under-16 team of this year. So that, mm. that will be interesting. Now the under 15s went to Tipperary, got beaten by by double or by Tipperary in, in the Arabon semi-final, but went on to be to win the shield, beating Cork in the shield. Now the, the Bs also went to Tipperary to compete in the John Doyle um, um cup semi-final and final, and they came out winners of that competition with um um I think they beat Westmeath in the semi-final and had a good win over Galway in the final. So, like, you know, happy days. Now, the under-14s um, were, were in the fateful fields and um, 
They have a very, very good account of themselves. We're very, very unlucky that they too didn't come home with silverware. So, like, it augurs so well. It augurs so well, you know, for those that had the vision to set up the academy and the lifting of the treaty and all that sort of stuff. And it's it's great work. Um, and congratulations and well done to everybody associated with, with, with the academy, Jack. And um, what has been achieved over last week weekend, for one second, the importance of it should not be understated or underestimated. Yeah, definitely. We're, we're getting greedy, though, Matt. We, we're not content with winning all around at the senior level. We want the next screw to We want that next screw coming you... through and they're definitely showing us. Yeah, um, Jack, if you're expecting me to apologise for Limerick getting greedy, if you, you know, um, you have another one coming to you. You know, you, no, you, you don't know me after 248 episodes. No, definitely the green masters, green mist is showing today. But yeah, well done to all those teams, the mentors, the coaches involved, keeping a uh, keeping our strongholds here. Didn't finish yet. No, no, it isn't. But we'll we'll go back to we'll go back to the the club action, Matt. For the time being, and we had a full four rounds. Before, before, yeah, full... before, we, before we go to the club action, Jack, there's something I'd like to mention, and it, it, it's in connection with with, with, with referees. And um, okay. we had the referees in here with us earlier in the year, and when, she, when they were in a campaign um, to get new referees on board, and apparently it it it, it was a pretty successful campaign. But there, 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 there have been little whispers of criticism of referees recently um, about their not having a full complement of, of umpires and linesmen. Now, a referee has spoken to me um, about this, very, 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 very concerned, and certainly gave me a lowdown from uh, a referee's point of view and the type of problems that referees face in this type of situation. And basically, um, he put it down mainly like that. There is no doubt whatsoever in my mind. Um, all our referees turn up with with four umpires for big games. It's getting the two linesmen, who are invariably referees for the most part, referees to do the job, is virtually impossible. And it's virtually impossible because of the whole myriad of games that can be on in any one evening. Now, I have criticized about a number of senior fixtures being, being played against each other. But, you know, senior fixtures is one thing, Jack, but we have intermediate to be played, premier intermediate to be played, we have a whole series of junior A games to be played, and, and the, the, the divisions now are coming to the concluding stages of junior B. So it's virtually impossible for referees to get referees are to get people to do linesmen. Now, in every case possible, humanly possible, they have they, they have got it. They've got a full complement. And what would make it considerably easier for the referees, Jack, would be double fixtures, which makes sense. Yeah. You need five people. One, one of them to have seven people. One of them to referee a full person, two linesmen, and one of the linesmen to be refereeing the second game. They would only need to get one team, you yeah. know. But um, I, 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 I felt very strong. Now the referee that spoke to me made a very compelling case, and 
was a bit disturbed about it. And um, it, it's fair to say a very, very good referee, very conscientious, as are all our referees. I, th I think, Jack, and we, we sometimes we sometimes think, 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 tend to ignore it. We're blessed with a fabulous panel of referees in this county. Mm. You know, yeah, no, we've been, absolutely. We've been absolutely. Yeah, and they are doing their best um, to get as many officials as possible with them. You know, and um, uh, people that would be criticizing them for not having linesmen and all that sort of thing, I'd say to them, lay off. Lay off. The referees are doing their best and they're doing a very good job. But as I always say, there's no there's no games with referees. So, yeah, we that I'm glad the drive for referees worked out well, and hopefully we'll we'll get all that sorted as we come towards the business end of the championships, where things will be decided by kick for ball or a puck for ball. So we don't want you know issues with who is behind the goals or who is in the sideline things. Like that. So uh, hopefully we, we'll just see a small bit of improvement there. But um, we had a, a full round. Well, we had nine, a lot of. <laughs> football games at the weekend Matt and before we get into the ones that weren't played the ones that were played and again sticking with the senior football championship as we mentioned the predictions there Newcastle West uh Father Casey's and Ula got the wins uh, at the top of the table it's it's pretty much done Newcastle West are going to top the table KP and Casey's will meet in the final round to see who finishes second and third Ula's win puts them in a good position um, and we're getting permutations to, when we're approaching round five, Matt, but I suppose were you surprised by any of the, the results um, over the weekend? You were at Newcastle West and KP, I know that. Uh, or sorry, you no, weren't. No, I, uh, I was, was at, I was at the game, actually. You are. Sorry, that game was, you, that was streamed. You want to pass, I, you, I no, wanted to pass that, in Ballylanders last week. You want to pass in Ballysteen this week? No, I, we don't do passes. Our but first one, yeah, and Group 1 to start with, Matt, I was probably not surprised that Newcastle won and it shows they just know how to win these games and there'll be a big game in, in Round 5 in Casey's and Kildare Palace Kenray. But I suppose for KP, the job is done. We know what the story is in that group. What was your overall assessment of Round 4 in Group 1? Yeah, sure. I, I, I suppose it was it was pretty predictable that... that um, that Newcastle West, um, I, I think, I, I certainly thought that there would be Tildemo Palestinary, but it could be tight and twice tight and very, very tight because I, I was hugely impressed with Tildemo Palestinary the day they played St. Kieran's Jack. And, um, you know, Tildemo Palestinary are true um, to the knockout stages of the championship. And as you rightly said, the, 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 the configuration in, in Group 1 is now is Newcastle West are in the semi final. Father Casey's and Kildaimo Palaskinri meet in the final round with the, um, you know, they're both quarterfinals, but it will determine who's first and second. That's, that's what's to be determined. Now, um, yeah, I thought Father, Father um, I thought Newcastle West would get the better of Kildaimo Palaskinri, but it would be tight. I also thought that, that um, um, Father Casey's would, would, would um, would get the, the better of St. Kieran's. And uh, that is what has happened. And, you know, I, I you know, at, at the expense of, the, of being repetitive, and, you know, St. Kieran's have shocked me, Jack, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I, I thought that, you know, I, I, I thought that there was somebody that would, you know, there were a club that would, 
Um, you know, be be contenders this year. Now they're out of the championship, and um, like uh, like you know, you have a situation now, Jack, whereby in the final round, after rulers win, which you flagged over Tlahan, the father cases, and uh, and um, Tlahan in the final round could very well be a relegation shootout. And yeah. We said it last week. Now, Ula have Newcastle West in the final round. Now, were Ula to lose to Newcastle West and were St. Aaron's to lose to Clahan, you would have a situation where you had three clubs on two points with scoring difference coming into play. And in that those circumstances, Clahan are at a disadvantage, except they were to register a good win over, over um, St. Aaron's. Yeah, my understanding on that scoring difference this year is that if three teams are level on points, it comes down to the cumulative results of the games only involving those teams, is my understanding of the rule this year. So that would yeah, mean... Somebody, that is... somebody spoke to me at the weekend, but they couldn't clarify it about that there was a change this year. This year. Yeah, and someone someone texted me, I heard it during the week, and someone texted me then from a different club in mm. Limerick wondering was that the case. Yeah. So yeah. if that was the case, then Ula are will finish on evens between those three teams. If this if it was all to end on two points, Lahan are currently minus one, and Kieran's are currently plus one. So if a two point win mm-hmm. for Lahan would see them safe in in that scenario. But look, yeah. as I said, we'll, yeah. we'll get into those permutations on the line. But it yeah. is interesting. The top of the table is pretty much done, but the bottom would be very very interesting. Um, come the final round. Now, group two is Jack, a bit... it, 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 it's a classical, it's a classical case in all walks of life where there's anything tri- tricky and difficult. We try to make it easy. But the GA world, anything that's easy, we try to make it difficult. Yeah, well, I suppose we just have to wait and see how those games pan out. But they won't be on until the weekend of the 16th and 17th of September. Group two is a lot more tricky in the fact that Ballylanders and Adair's game was postponed, so they're they're behind the game. So technically, Adair aren't true yet. Now, they only need no. they only need a win at the least to go through. They can probably still go through results um, elsewhere. But Napierschig's win over Celtic Gales has really put them in a really comfortable position for that final spot. They know a win over Ballylanders will certainly get them through. Um, but they also know that that if Ballystine they need Ballystine to or Ballystine need to beat Adair for Napierschig to miss out. And could still do if Belland or if or if Mon or Napierschig win. There's just a lot going on there. But how important was Napierschig's win on Saturday against Celtic Gales? It, it was hugely important, Jack. Um, hugely important. But it was a bit fortuitous in the end. Now, um, like I think um, Celtic Gales led by a point at half time. There was a period from the 35th to the 45th minute in which. Napierschik scored 2-4 without reply. They, they got a couple of very, very good goals. A very good goal, a team goal finished by John Maloney and a very good individual goal finished by Gordon Brown. And you said to yourself, you know, they're cruising. But Galti mm. Gales, you know, had a man off around that stage. And they found a new level. And you just wonder why, why they hadn't... Um, found it earlier and they hit seven points without reply six of them from Bob Giles 
who got five in a row. And it was, it, it, it was down to a three-point game. And Galti Gales were swarming forward in droves. And uh, Brendan Childs had an effort brilliantly saved by Kevin Nolan, who was in goal for um, for the Piercing. It was a late change coming in for Owen, Owen Sherlock. And um, an absolutely brilliant save. And it, it finished in a welter of excitement. Uh, Galti Gales won a 45. Conor McGrath lofted, lofted it in. And Big Tom Childs was inside in the square to meet it, punched it straight with power into the into the Napiershig net, only to be ruled for a, um, for a square infringement that he was in the square before the ball. It, it was that tight. But, you know, what absolutely stunned me was the level of intensity that Galti Gales brought to it, whether there, there, whether there was an element of... of, of um, um, the Piercic after going 10 points up, um, taking their foot off the pedal a bit. But in the end, the Piercic were full well, were lucky to come out with with with, with certainly two two points had 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 Tommy Giles been two or three feet further out and to punch it to the net, you know, it was a draw. Yeah, and, but those um, are those are the fine margins that yeah, they are you're up, you're right, Jack. They're they are the fine so. margins that win. Uh, win games first of all, and they're the fine margins that get you through in the championship as well, and get you get you from stage to stage. But um, it, it was a very enjoyable game. I always like watching the Piercing playing football because they they move it around, you know, and they 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 won't sacrifice it for anything. And they they, they it, it it's very very good to watch. It it was an interesting game. I thought it was a decent game. It maybe have you know. Lost its way a small bit when one will say when the Piercing went 10 points up, but by God, it made up for it in the last quarter with the Gales rally and the intensity that they showed in, in, in coming back. All, overall, Jack, I, I, I thought the weekend, um, basically, I, I thought the level of football was decent in, in contrast to the third round. I thought we had a very decent second round. I thought the third round was generally poor. Uh, I, I, I thought that the fourth round was. Was was quite was quite promising again, and um, like Jimmy Lee will be trying to get around, and when he names his management team, they'll be tr- they'll be trying to get around, but um, they, they they they'll have a, they'll have a bit to see, you know. But um, of course, that wasn't uh, Jack all the action that was in Group two, Group um, Two, and you're shaking your head, um, but I have to say yeah. this, Jack, that. Uh, I thought the Barry Steen Monlin game was one of the best games I've seen this year. And uh, I thought it was a very, very good game of football, open, um, paid, a lot of pace in it. Um, you know, a lot of very good passages of play by both sides. I, you know, I'm not an apologist for Barry Steen or anything like that, but, you know, they were down four key players um, from what was the nominated. Um, Line out Luke Gamel, um, Packy Moore, and Patrick McMahon, and um, and David O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, you, you know, you wonder, you wonder how many teams can shift that kind of um, you know, of, of of a burden to be without, you know, because you know at the crucial stage of the championship. But it has left Palestine after two good wins over Galti Gales and Ballylanders. It has left them in a difficult situation. Plus the fact that, um. Napiershik uh, have the head to head if it comes down to the tomb uh, in it. Yeah. Now the final round sees sees Palestine up against um up against yeah. um Adair. Now you mentioned about the Adair Ballylanders game being off 
there, Jack. Um, had the Valley Landers had that game taken place and Adair won it, Adair would be in the semi final, Valley Landers would be in the relegation. Yeah, you know, and would, that game had, had, will had, be played. Had Landers won it, which they nearly did last year, there was only a point in them between them and FINA. Um, you, you, you had a whole myriad of different options then at that stage, but <clears throat> you know, we can only wait and see now. Bally Landers and um, uh, Adair is refixed for Kilmallock on Monday week. It, it has to be played before the final round of the, the, the senior football championship. So, you know, that everybody's on the same going into the final round. So, um, yeah, look, it's it's very, very interesting in, 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 in Group 2. Yeah, definitely interesting. It was a pity that the boys lost. But it was a good performance. Good performance. I definitely got from Mon Lean. They hit very hard in tackle and yeah. were able to win turnovers and they're able to put it over to their end. 117 is good scoring, so there's no complaints at this end. Mon Lean are, well, are true. Um, I, I also think, Jack, that um, um, uh, the, the goal and you were on the receiving end of it, I thought Luke Murphy's goal would be a strong candidate for goal of the season in its creation yeah. and in, in, in its execution. I, I thought it was an excellent goal. And um, I was hugely impressed. And, uh, you know, there was high hopes for him in, in, in you know, for the, since he brought, burst onto the minor scene. I, I thought Dara Murray had a very, very, very good game from him. I mentioned Emmett yeah. Richter last year and last week, and um, um, these are the guys that will certainly be giving Jimmy Lee food for thought in the coming months. Yeah, Luke Murphy's goal, I've watched it several times since. Um, it was definitely good execution, but but we, we'd be disappointed to an extent with it. And Darren Murray was good, but Tom Moline were good all around, and Daniel Daly mm. kicked the lights out and get awesome. eight overall. I think six of those are from play, so... Uh, he, was exceptional. He, was, uh, he was exceptional that was one of the that was one of my supposed the best uh, individual performances in the championship to date you know because his first six actually were from player yeah no look you does not you couldn't fault Mondelein for for their mm -hmm. win and as I said it's a bit messy at the moment with that game to be played but they'll for Bellanders and the Dare, they'll have to play two games in a week but uh, we, we've we have a lot more football action to look forward to um Without getting into results, I suppose, in other grades, Matt, walkovers, again, were a big talking point from the grades below senior. Um, and it, it's just disappointing to see, and we mentioned last week, it does need a change. Obviously, can't be changed mid-season, but you just be hopeful that that's the last we've seen of the walkovers. But I fear not, with teams probably eliminated already, I don't think it's going to be the end of the walkovers. No, and um, you know, it's not a criticism of the structure. I, I think the structure is as good and the format is as good a one as you can get, but it's just not working, unfortunately, below senior. I would hate to see the senior format changed, you know, and it, it, it's with great reluctance that I, that um, I, you know, just to give viewers and listeners uh, a reprise of what happened in terms of walkovers last week, we had a walkover in the Group of the Intermediate Football Championship with a walkover in Group 1 of the Premier Junior Football Championship with a walkover in um, uh, Group 1 of the Junior Football Championship. We had two walkovers in Group the Junior Football Championship. Jack, that's a chronicle of disaster. 
basically and um, it, it is something it is something that doing nothing about is not an option this has to be addressed it has to be addressed so like you know we we've been hammering this one mainly in terms of the intermediate championship for the last couple of years but now it seems to be contagious it has gone down the lines now jack you moved it to me off air last week and i think we said it subsequently off in in in, in um, on air why not have the intermediate championship in the eight team competition similar to the premier intermediate hurling championship and build a structure down from there because obviously there, there are teams in the junior championship when you have three when you have three walkovers in the in the junior a championship it means that there are clubs that are that are not of junior a standard mm. and maybe should be playing junior b you know or you get the romance of playing as high as you can and all that sort of thing and playing at the highest and that that, that is a laudable approach pragmatic has to come into play at some stage come into play in this one and the pragmatic approach is that you know something seriously is done about it jack yeah it's a, it's it doesn't benefit the teams that aren't playing it doesn't benefit teams that miss out in games it's just messy for those organizing um i don't know where the blame lies but just something needs to be done about it and make sure that we don't be talking about it next year for a, a third successive year but something i don't think either of us like talking about but it just has to be addressed because there's people missing out and obviously just players that want to play um so it just needs to be highlighted hopefully when we come to round five we won't be we won't be talking about walkovers mess but uh I, as i said i get a strong feeling we will when we, when we get towards the final round yeah but the whole issue jack of of the integrity of our championships is that issue here you know it's 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 a serious serious matter, and it it, it needs to be addressed with you know. And um, as I say, I'm I'm not so sure what the, what the answer is, um, but it, it it's time, Jack, that the clubs are called in and talk with the football board or whoever on the county board, and that everybody puts their cards on the table and we have an honest conversation on the matter. Because what has happened for the last two years cannot be allowed to continue. Definitely not. Uh, 100%. Um, but keeping with the, the team of football, uh, we had plenty of games in the ladies' championships over the last 10 days or so. Last night, we had a full uh, set of results. i just go through them there. Uh, in Group 1 of the senior championship, won again by Landers, played out a draw. Uh, Fiona Castleman and the Old Mill played out a draw as well in Group 1. In Group 2, Ula beat Trump Broadford to make it two from two. In the intermediate, Nakani beat Adair, Munger St. Paul's beat Maru Bohar, and Galta Gales had a comfortable win over Father Casey's another group. And in the junior, Ate and St. Elvis were comfortable over Grudy Gales and Joel Griffins, uh, respectively. Just on the senior for a few minutes, Matt, um, I think Ula are the, are, the, are the thing we have to start with. You know, came up from intermediate last year, lost the final the previous year, but they're making up for last time with two wins. They're well, I, we know the teams are true anyway before, but they'll top that They'll top that group beating the St. Elby's team that were in the final last year and, and a drum bra for team that were in semi-finals. So, uh, brilliant start by Ula. 
Yeah, I was just wondering before I reply to that, should we start um, should we start predicting the ladies and you'd get plenty of draws in it? Well, again, like there was two there, but I haven't seen a draw in a while. So I think once we start predicting, uh, we, we'll lose out. But I yeah. just think with the predictions, there's only so many games you can get in a week. And generally the ones that we're <laughs> talking about are the ones we can get to, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, Jack, a couple of draws. No, um, there, doesn't the doubt you're right, absolutely 100% right. All have the story of the championship so far, and and um, in in the format, um, the team that tops the that the tops the um, uh, tops the group goes through automatically to the semi final. So, Ula have a semi final place nailed down already, which is an incredible achievement because you know. You, you looked at their group and you said to yourself, you know, by God, if there's going to be a baptism of fire, um, you, you, you've last year's runners-up, you've last year's semi-finalists. Um, it's, a, it's a step up, first of all, to senior. But when you step up against that type of opposition, it's a massive step up. But by, by God, Jack, they, 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 they met it head on. And, and it's, it's tremendous credit due to them um, that they're through from, from, from group two. It's yeah. going to be very interesting. It's going to be very interesting in Group One because you have a situation whereby you have um, Monaghan and Ballylanders both on three points, and you have Fiona Castleman and All Mill both on one point. And the final round is Monaghan travel to Fiona Castleman, and Ballylanders travel to All Mill. So it it will be very very interesting to see what the outcome of those games because. Um, the semi-final spot in Group 1 will not be determined until the final whistle is blown on both of those games on Sunday evening. And both of those games are on at 6 o'clock on Sunday evening. So yeah. um, <laughs> there's, 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 there's plenty to look forward to. And oh, uh, yeah. it's the same in the Intermediate Championship. The Intermediate Championship is... Um, now, Kenny, who were runners-up last year, have two wins, Jack. They're, it's, it's, it's a four-team... It's a four-club uh, four group... <laughs> and um, uh, you have your Mungret then on two points. Um, Mungret lost to Nakani, beat it there. You had um, um, Maru Bohr, who had a huge win over there in the first round, and, and lost last night to um, Mungret St. Paul's by two points. Um, they, they, they're all in the hunt. Now, Adair. Um, like they're in a bit of trouble down at the bottom, but they're not they're not going to be out of the championship, Jack, because they'll get one final chance, even if they lose to Mungret St. Paul's, get the playoff. They'll get to play in a playoff against um not 100 percent sure. I think it's the third team. Sorry, it's the fourth team. No, they yeah. will be the fourth team. Um the third team in the third team in group two. Um, for a playoff place, um, because the yeah, I'm right. Um, the, the bottom teams will play off in a playoff, and I think that's scheduled for the following Wednesday night now. But, um, uh, the top two go through to the semi finals, second and third in group one go to the quarter finals, second in group two go to the quarter finals, and the fourth, fourth quarter finalist is the winner of the game between the bottom two. A lot of, a lot that, of permutations that makes there. Sense. 
Pam? Yeah, there's a lot of permutations there, and between all all the all the yeah. championships, fair play to you for remembering. Um, but that's the the the. You'd be inclined, you'd be inclined to say you'd be inclined to say to yourself this nearly happened to get knocked out of it than to win it, you know. Yeah, but look at, at the end of the day, it's it's all about who who the final team standing is in all okay. these competitions. Um, and similarly, so in the Camogie Championship, Matt, um, we've had a, a couple of rounds in that, and I think you will again give us the lowdown in that. Yeah, well, my 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 lowdown would be be limited enough on this now, Jack, because I'm sort of getting up to speed at it with it. But um, other than to say that a hand are unbeaten in group two and um, Newcastle West are unbeaten in group one. Now, uh, I, um, as far as I know, Newcastle West have played three games, Ahan have played two because Ahan are in a smaller group. So um, it, look, it's, it, it, it looks as if those two teams will, those two clubs will be going through to the semi-final. And I say, I probably... <coughs> Think that it isn't much of a surprise anywhere, no, but um, a surprise result over the weekend, Jack. And I'll be much more conversant with the Camogie Championship next week if people will bear with me, um, because I intend to get into it in depth. Uh, a surprise result over the weekend was last year's Junior A champions, Galbley. They beat the 2021 runners-up, Monalian. At the weekend, which was a bit of a surprise. Now, um, I saw Galbally last year in the Junior Championship, Jack. I've seen them for the last two years in the Junior Championship. They were beaten by Adair two years ago in the final in Effin. Um, they won the final last year in not long. I, I thought they were a very, very useful side. And I, I, I thought they, they, they wouldn't be anybody's pushover when they'd go up to intermediate. And like it's proven to that's proven to be the case because Moline have been knocking around, knocking at the door of the intermediate championship for the last two years. They were beaten in the in the semi-final in the final two years ago by Capamore. And they were narrowly beaten in the semi-final last year by Adair. And you know, at, at the start of the, 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 the intermediate Corgi championship this year, I think last year's runners up Crook, Crook and Finney. And themselves would be the fancied side. Sides. Yeah. So, you know, there might be a little fly in the ointment now from the Galtys with 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 um with um Galtie Gales win, but or sorry, Galbley's win, but um Jack, I will bring it up to speed completely next week. No, I, that's that's well good enough for this weekend. As you said, it's not surprising to see Newcastle West and the defending champions hand who have split the last Four title, I think, between us at the top of the table so far. Yeah. But as we said, it's it's when we get into knockout stages that you know those teams will really start to show their own, and then new teams coming from nowhere. And another team we must congratulate um, before we finish up, Matt, is the Master side, who are into the Spirit Cup final um, after beating Kildare by a single point at the weekend. And you know this Masters thing has been going on for a long time. Those players have played, I think, is it eight games now, Matt, to get to the final? So seven, seven. They had six, six group games. One second, or was it seven? No, they had six group games. They they beat Waterford. They lost to Kerry and Leash. They beat Westmead. They lost to Roscommon and Cork, and now they've beaten Kildare. But anytime you get you win seven games, get an Ireland final, you deserve to be there, and they're in the Spirit Cup final. Um, you know and. 
well done to them first off getting there. But you be, you know, when you get to the final, you all you want to do is win us. That's all, you know, and um, we're in the habit of, of winning all Ireland in Denmark now, dare I say. And that's the that that's the other bit of green mist I spoke about earlier, you know. And um, I've seen the Masters, um I've seen them three times anyway this year. Um I, I've I've been to their games and it's 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 a really good competition and um, highly entertaining. And there's great camaraderie between not just the squad, but um, the opposition <coughs> as well, you know. And um, like uh, um, Limerick have done quite a bit of pre preparation for it. And you must remember that it's Limerick's first year in it. And there mm. are counties that have been in it for a number of years, and like they're they're you know they're they're, they're they've been left in Limerick's trail at this stage. So, um, like they beat Kildare, it was one seven to one four at half time, and Limerick won by two ten to two nine. And um, they were facing the breeze in the second half, which was which was quite tricky enough. But um, it, I, I think it was level nearly coming up to half time, and Ray Lynch got a goal. Ray Lynch from Bradford. Um, he, he and he got a goal again in the fifth minute. He got the two goals, um, but they were absolutely crucial scores. Now Ronan McGee, who who's an Antrim native and um, who has been playing with Hospital Herberstown for a number of years, he got five points. He has been very prolific right through the competition, and um, he you know he's he's he he like Morris O'Connor. Um, is still playing club football in Limerick, and I'd say there's a couple of more as well, which is great testimony to these lads, the way mm. they keep themselves in such good shape. But now they they, they face Armagh in in the semi final. Now, if 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 you're looking for Romans or if you're looking for farm guide, um, Armagh just got over Westmeath in the semi final. Limerick beat Westmeath um, by. I think there's four points or five points in Mullingar. All that would suggest that this one will go down to the wire. Now, the likely date for a check is next Saturday week at a neutral venue. Well, I'll be, we'll be sure to keep you up to date <laughs> if uh, a fixture is planned. But I, I hope, I just hope they'll make a better job at determining neutral venues. Because Kildare yeah. um, playing Limerick in Leash I'm not so sure that's a neutral... Well, it's a neutral venue, notionally at least. But in terms of travel, it's not a halfway house. Yeah, well, look, that's... They'll want to win the battle on the field, wherever wherever it plays. But well done to the side to get the final. We'll keep you up to date. When that final is on. Um, I think that's it for today, Matt. We have the Hurling football, ladies football, Camogie and Masters that we set out to, to discuss. There's nothing, there's nothing we're missing, is there? Well, we, we 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 failed to get to last year because last week because of the Gremlins, we failed to get to the Hearty Cup, you know. Oh yeah. And um, the encouragement that we get from it from the fact that four four Limerick schools are in the Hearty Cup. Now, you know, a few from Dune, a few from Tipperary will be with Dune, and there'll be a few from Clare with with Art School Reach. I get all that. But it's nearly five that we have because quite a few Limerick players will be turning out with charitable CBS as well. But anyway, whatever, Jack, to go from one to four, it augurs extremely well for the state of health of hurling in the county. And oh, I suppose it, 
it, it, it just it, it just dovetails nicely and tallies very nicely with what we saw happening at the weekend. Now, some of those players in the under-16 squad, we will we will probably see them in the squads of the Hafty Cup when they become available in the coming weeks. And um, you know, and but it augurs terrible well and um, augurs very well for the work that's been done by the schools, which is very very important. The great work which which we tend to ignore a bit, Jack, and um, which I'll be visiting in the coming weeks, work of coming upon skull at the primary levels, at the primary school levels, in which they have a fantastic structure of of hurling football, ladies football, camogie, absolutely fantastic, and competition that's running for the whole year now, and they have they have the interdivisional, they have the interschools, they have the sevens competition. Like absolutely fantastic, and then they have the inter-county um, uh, action in, in, in during the summer when the monster championship is on. So, like um, you, you know, you you would have to say overall that the state of hurling in in this county is in in a rude state of good health at all levels. Because long yeah. enough, Jack, we were whinging about you know whinging about how good the schools, the national school structures. Was it were in other counties? How the secondary school structures, you know, work in in other other counties? Now we have an excellent common bond school structure. We have an academy, and we have four teams in the Hearty Cup. Happy days! Yeah, definitely happy days, um, and a nice way to bring this podcast to an end. Thanks again to everyone for watching and um, getting your comments in. There, we always get back to those. Um, maybe a bit later than I'd like, but we do answer your comments. Make sure to like on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell. Um, a lot of people watching aren't subscribed, so make sure to do that so the algorithm can work in our favor. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, make sure to like and share. On Twitter, make sure to retweet and like and all that good stuff. Thank you, as always, to Noel's menswear and to you, of course, Matt, for your contribution. That's episode 248 in the books. We'll be back again next week for more Limitry action. Thank you. The impression the game we get all with what you put into is like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Bill Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about them. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there a 